0: Hi, welcome to Maverick Mondays. I'm your host, Maverick Peters. It is my intention to change your life one Monday at a time. I've had the incredible opportunity to sit down with some pretty fantastic people. The individuals who are successful or particularly positive minded are those people we will be hearing from on this show. Stay tuned for today's special guest. Our guest today is Rabbi Simcha Dessler. Rabbi Dessler is the educational director and current head of the Hebrew Academy of Cleveland here in Ohio. The Hebrew Academy is a private Jewish day school home to over 1,200 students, 300 teachers and rabbis, and close to 8,000 alumni. Rabbi Dessler himself graduated from the rabbinical institution of Mir in Jerusalem, Israel as well as based Medrash Govoa in New Jersey. Rabbi Dessler also holds a master's degree in education. He is an alumnus of the Harvard Graduate School of Education's Principal Center, and he is a prolific writer of various publications and communal forums. But most importantly, Rabbi Destler is my longtime rabbi and dear friend. I am so excited that we will get to hear from him today.
1: Every individual... Who is living in this world has to know that that individual was placed here for a reason and that that individual is a contributor whether successful or not successful there is something that you can give somebody else and in some cases it's something that you can give to a spouse in some cases to a child or to family members or to a neighbor you can be somebody important to somebody else and you can make that person's day you can make that person's week and in some cases you can make that person's life. So everybody has what to contribute and we should never forget that. I I feel like uh, there's so much you could be to somebody else. We can make a difference in lives. You don't have to be a rabbi, you don't have to be a successful businessman, um, you don't have to be a world-famous individual. You can be just you and you can make a difference in lives you're a contributor.
0: Rabbi Dasler how did you come to lead this school through years and years of success? How did your journey begin?
1: I was born and nurtured in Cleveland, Ohio and um, actually was educated in the school that I am humbled and privileged to lead. Um, I continued my education um, at uh, yeshivos and new york new jersey and in israel Um, returned and got a master's in education spent a summer at the harvard principal school and ultimately found my way back to cleveland um, where i was tapped to come back to the school Um, which was actually a surprise to me because uh, when my wife and i met each other she asked me do we have to live in cleveland and i said absolutely not and Cleveland was not necessarily on our radar screen, but I'm uh, delighted that I was asked to come back to Cleveland um, close to 25 years ago, and it was definitely the right thing. But before I came back here, I actually um, was involved in outreach um, on a really very part-time basis, but I, I had, besides, besides for being an alum of this school, um, and besides for growing up into a family where this was a primary vocation, uh, by the way, when I was in first grade, the teacher asked the children, what, what would you like to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a principal because all you have to do is walk the halls and you don't have to work too hard. Well, I've since found out that it's, uh, it's not exactly the way I thought it was when I was in first grade. So I was exposed to um, to outreach programs in New Jersey. I also taught uh, for a while in the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, um, which was a fabulous experience. And I was on a SEED program in Pennsylvania. So I had these little pockets of of exposure and experience. And by that time, I knew that this was what I wanted to do. Um, Although, as I said before, I didn't think it would be in Cleveland until I met Um, A great friend of the Academy and a great friend of our family, Mr. Irving Stone. He was the legendary uh, president of American Greetings Corporation and he was the chairman of the board of our school and he really was the one that uh, turned it around for me and insisted that I come back to Cleveland. When he mentioned it originally to me, um, I, I chuckled and I thought it was, you know, good for my ego and I said thank you very much but then he, um, he was adamant. He sent somebody after me in New Jersey, and we, um, we had a meeting, and I knew that he really meant it. Uh, he wasn't giving up, and ultimately, um, I think he was a visionary, so he brought me back. Um, I started with enrichment programs and uh, public relations programs, and ultimately became a teacher and then an assistant principal and then in 1999 became the Educational Director of the Academy.
0: The Educational Director compared to a principal, is there...
1: Yeah, I think the biggest, the biggest change is the fact that the school has um, pretty much just about doubled in size from the time uh, I assumed this position to today. And um, both the growth from within the school we now have second and third generation children enrolled in the school, hundreds of them. And the growth from other communities, people have joined our community. Um, for whatever reason, whether it's affordability or, um, or uh, state assistance or the academy experience, people are moving to Cleveland specifically for the school or specifically for the community. And there's an enormous amount of growth from, uh, from communities around the world. So I think the, the, uh, the sheer growth, together with um, the dynamic programs, the vibrancy, um, constantly seeking ways to be more effective and to reach out to the masses, I think when you put it all together, it's probably a different kind of position uh, than when I first came into this. But I love it. It's. Um, it's a passion that I have, and um, I couldn't be more privileged to, uh, to be able to make a difference in lives and in generations. That's the way I see it.
0: The Hebrew Academy of Cleveland has quite the reputation here in the city of Cleveland, Ohio. How did this fantastic educational system and environment come to be?
1: So my father was born in Lithuania, and um, and after an arduous trip from uh, Lithuania through Siberia and Japan, arrived in San Francisco um, in 1940 and uh, joined his rabbis here in Cleveland shortly thereafter. They were all survivors of the Holocaust. And the, um, the rabbis were actually visionaries who believed in the concept of Jewish day school education and it did not exist outside of the East Coast. And where today Jewish day schools dot the map of the world, um, it simply didn't exist. So they partnered with lay leaders, um, not, not rabbinics, but just regular wonderful Americans, and they partnered in this vision and they created the Hebrew Academy of Cleveland. So my father was one of the original Founders uh, who went knocking on doors trying to convince people to believe in the concept of uh, Jewish education and Jewish day school education ultimately uh, He was appointed to be the principal of the school and he stayed in that position uh, for close to 67 years and um, He was definitely my greatest influencer um, And greatest role model in my life.
0: How would the rabbi compare his own responsibilities of running the school compared to his father's responsibilities of running the school? Are they the same? Are they different?
1: So a lot has changed over the years. You know, on the one hand, um, m- my job or 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 a position like mine in in modern day America is is much simpler because we weren't building something that didn't exist at at this point. Um, the broader Jewish community has recognized the efficacy of a Jewish day school education. So in in some ways it's a lot easier because we're no longer, at least in our community, um, selling a concept that people don't understand. Um, Its record speaks for itself. Its record um, in education, in Jewish continuity, speaks for itself. in the early days, they didn't have that advantage. On the other hand, um, Jewish education over the years has become so much more sophisticated and so much more complex and so much more diverse uh, than it was in the early years. And in today's day and age, I think that the challenge is to, um, to try to be everything to everybody, to try to hold on to the Uh, precepts um, of which uh, the founding fathers held dear and at the same time to embrace cutting-edge concepts in education and um, that's probably uh, a greater challenge now than it was in, in the early years.
0: The Hebrew Academy has a slogan that goes an education for life. In the eyes of the rabbi what does this mean? Is this specifically referring to the Hebrew aspect of the school, like the dual curriculum, or is there something more behind this?
1: It does, it does, because it's, it, it's about the dual curriculum, but it's, it's about much more than the, than the dual curriculum. Um, it's about the concept um, of, of raising uh, fabulous human beings, um, character development, values, um, virtues that uh, personify the tenets of, of Judaism, virtues that will uh, bring pride to a family and to the community. So before we even get to the curriculum or to the Judaic studies or general studies, um, there's a person. And our goal is to create that best person possible and to imbue in in children um, a sense of priorities and imbue in in children values that will be for them an education for life.
0: How would the rabbi compare his school to a public school? The dual curriculum that the Hebrew Academy offers, how does that affect the school and the curriculum and the teachers inside of it?
1: Well, uh, the, the easiest way to explain that is within the, within the environment of a Jewish day school, um, a dual curriculum is embraced. And so a school like ours is chartered by the state of Ohio. The teachers are licensed and certified just like in the public schools. The curriculum is driven by the state of Ohio with the common core curriculum just like in the public schools. Um, the diploma is recognized universally. Um, like in the public schools and um, it's a college preparatory school so add to that the, the whole Jewish education piece so that the dual curriculum kind of puts a ton of pressure not just from the uh, Judaic Studies perspective but from the general studies perspective we want our kids to be able to have the skills and the tools to get to where they want to get to in life. So imagine a school giving the same opportunity to uh, become knowledgeable as a Jewish educator or as a rabbi, um, and that same child should get an education that uh, will enable him to be um, an outstanding uh, professional in the secular community and, and be able to assume the, uh, the profession of his choice, or her choice, um, and many of our graduates are leaders in communities across the globe. So when you put it all together, um, there's an enormous uh, pressure on a school to be able to produce that. And our school has uh, educated over 7,000 alumni uh, since its existence, and many of them are leaders in communities around the world.
0: In the rabbi's mind, what does it take to become an influencer on a large scale? Bring a drink into uh, various cups,
1: and you've got to fill that cup completely in order to influence other people. So I think it's more about self-perfection um, and, and self-growth in order to be a role model or an influencer to others. And um, as I mentioned before, my, my number one influencer was my father. My father lived to be almost 90 years old, uh, passed away eight years ago, and we his children never heard him raise his voice or get angry, which I think is quite unique, and th- that was my role model. So, um, you know, my goal is to, uh, to allow my children to say that about their father to be the best person that I could be, to remain calm under all circumstances, to be a role model and an influencer, just like someone else was to me.
0: Rabbi, what are, what is an example of some of the life values and lessons and morals that the students in your school are taught?
1: Well, in, in, uh, in Judaism, there is a concept of being a mensch. Uh, a mensch, I, I, I can't even... Uh, Think of the best way to uh, to define the word "mensch." Mensch uh, simply uh, is translated as a, as a person, um, but really it, it's a person that any parent would be proud of. Um, someone who who recognizes that we are placed in this world uh, for a reason. S- Somebody who recognizes that he or she has a mission in life. Someone who recognizes that we don't live for ourselves, but we live for the community. Someone who recognizes that we are here for the betterment of, uh, of the world, and we're here to make this world a better place. When you put it all together, I think um, that's probably the overriding mission before we even get to Uh, any sort of curriculum.
0: Being that the Hebrew Academy is quite unique in that it has a dual curriculum and tries to convey supreme messages and lessons to its students through education, is it difficult to find qualified teachers, rabbis, and educators to properly convey these morals and life lessons?
1: That's a good question. We actually, um, again, as a a state-chartered school, um, and a school with a national reputation. Uh, the Academy is uh, recognized nationally as a national leader in Jewish education and it's one of the National Society of Jewish Day Schools uh, primary schools that it looks to for, for uh, support and advice. Um, our teachers are certified. Um, our teachers are learned. We look for experience, um, although uh, I have to say that we have a, a, a fine blend of veteran teachers and uh, newer, younger, more dynamic teachers. And um, sometimes teachers have such a fabulous passion and an excitement for what they do, and to me, that's that's a definite winner. The academy has over three hundred. Uh, Judaic Studies and General Studies teachers, and um, with a national shortage of teachers um, and a plethora of other uh, vocations that people choose to go into. um, Sometimes it's a challenge, but I think we are grateful for the fabulous teaching staff that we we have assembled here.
0: I want to ask the rabbi a question, and this is kind of a personal thing. So I know the rabbi outside of school as well. And I have to ask, how does the rabbi pull it off with the massive responsibility of running this ever-growing educational environment and being one of our community's leaders? How does the rabbi maintain his composure for what seems to be all the time? I mean, the amount of stress that must go into this position and the amount of responsibility that must be on the rabbi's shoulders Rabbi, please tell me, how, what's the key? What's the secret? How does the rabbi stay so calm? Thank you. Um, I
1: maintain that because I have a fabulous wife. That's <laughs> my rock. And um, she is an incredible partner. And that's probably the, uh, the number one ingredient. Um, I also thrive on the people around me. Um, we are blessed with a with a wonderful family, a beautiful family, great support, blessed with great colleagues and coworkers and principals, uh, blessed with a great parent body, blessed with a great staff, and um, if I wake up in the morning and realize how much work there is to do and how much I could make really make a difference um, in lives, so I feel like I'm mission driven and. Um, we don't have time for negativity. We, uh, we're very positive oriented and uh, every day is a thrill.
0: So Rabbi, this is one of my favorite things to ask. Looking back at your career and your life, what advice would you give your younger self and why? That's a great
1: question. Ah, if we could do that, that would be <laughs> wonderful. Um, I would want to be, I would want to be more, more learned, more knowledgeable. I would want to um, take advantage of, 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 every day and every opportunity, um, in ways that maybe in, at a more, uh, or at a less mature time in my life, I'm not sure that I would have, uh, that I took full advantage. And I think if the clock could be turned back. Um, Just live every day to the fullest and appreciate what you have, appreciate what God has given you, appreciate what uh, educators have given you, appreciate the people around you. Um, As it relates to to being a Jew, to become more learned, uh, to understand that uh, there's so much more out there to take advantage of. to mean more to more people. Um, but life is, life is really good and we still have a whole life ahead of us. So we're looking forward to, uh, to uh, being every, everything we can be and, and uh, motivating a young generation, a new generation of students to be able to do the same.
0: Is there anything you can attribute your success to? Anything in particular?
1: I've had great role models in my life. I've, I've said that my father's my greatest influencer, but I've been influenced by um, by a number of people who really made a difference in my life. And um, I'm sure most people are influenced by uh, by somebody or, or people who help them be the best they could be. And um, I've had a number of... of people who are very positive role models um, in my life, both rabbinic and lay people, and um, I've learned a lot. I always try to learn from people, and I've learned a lot from a lot of people, and I am appreciative of what they mean to me, um, even after some of them have moved on or, or are no longer living, but um, they're good deeds, and they're style of leadership, and they're caring enough to make a difference, um, are living on uh, through me and through the school and through our students at the school.
0: So, Rabbi, the name of the show is Maverick Mondays, and as I'm sure the rabbi can recall a time when he woke up on a Monday not enthused, not excited, unmotivated to start the day and to start the week, how did the rabbi overcome that, and what advice can the rabbi give to someone who, who feels this in the morning and who feels this at the beginning of the week.
1: Every individual who is living in this world has to know that that individual was placed here for a reason and that that individual is a contributor. Whether successful or not successful, there is something that you can give somebody else. And in some cases, it's something that you can give to a spouse, in some cases to a child, or to family members, or to a neighbor. You can be somebody important to somebody else, and you can make that person's day, you can make that person's week, and in some cases, you can make that person's life. So everybody has what to contribute, and we should never forget that. I, I feel like... Uh, There's so much you could be to somebody else. We can make a difference in lives. You don't have to be a rabbi. You don't have to be a successful businessman. um, You don't have to be a world-famous individual. You can be just you, and you can make a difference in lives. You're a contributor.
0: Rabbi, do you have anything to add? Do you have any final thoughts?
1: My final thought is to just uh, express appreciation to you, Maverick, for, doing, for being Maverick, really. Um, I love the Maverick Monday idea. Um, I love the fact that you have uh, chosen to invest your time and talent to make a difference in lives and to make life more meaningful for people. And I'm proud to know you.
0: And lastly, Rabbi Dessler, thank you so much for taking the time. This has really been a privilege and an opportunity like no other. Thank you so much. What really struck me in my conversation with Rabbi Simcha Dessler was his sincere devotion to his school and his amazing ability to, as he said, be everything to everybody. The challenge of maintaining the goals of the founding fathers, which they held dear while still embracing modern day, cutting edge concepts in education was something Rabbi Dessler handles with utter grace. To me, that is something to admire. Here are some things that I feel make great takeaway points from our conversation. One, be open-minded to new ideas, yet don't lose track of the ultimate goal. Two, pick a role model, someone in your life who represents something that you strive to be, And try and be just like him or her in those aspects. 3. We are placed here in this world for a reason. We live for the community, not for ourselves. 4. We are here to make this world a better place. Period. The end. 5. If you can develop an overwhelming passion for what you do, you'll impress everybody you meet. 6. Be your spouse's rock and support each other. 7. Become so busy with your goals and dreams that you literally don't have room or time for any negativity. And eight, make the most of your days. Study and learn all you can while you can.